I can't manage money. There's no way I could do it. Way too stressful. I mean, managing my own money is stressful. So this morning was the CPI release. I got into work early and my heart is pounding. My armpits are sweating and I'm thinking to myself, why do I put myself through this? Why do I put myself through all this stress? Why can't I just get out of the markets, you know? And this is the main reason I left my ETF job at Lehman because it was too much stress. I mean, at the end of that job, when Lehman went bankrupt, every cell in my body was telling me to leave. I just had to leave. Could not do that job for one more day. And I think people in the outside world, they look at people on Wall Street and they think it's just like rich guys throwing money at each other and it's like easy. It's not easy. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. And it's incredibly stressful. It's really like being, it's like being a professional baseball player, trying to manage that kind of stress, you know? So there was one point in my career, this was about five or six years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit the newsletter. I'm going to start a CTA. Now, a CTA is a commodity trading advisor, which is basically like a hedge fund that only trades futures. And I said, I'm going to trade, I'm going to start a CTA. So I talked to some people about it and they're like, why would you want to give up your lifestyle? You have the best life in the world. To Why? You know, I mean, I, and obviously the answer is to make more money, but I make decent amount of money right now. But when you're managing other people's money, it's incredibly stressful. And it's it's stressful enough when you lose your own money, but when you lose your client's money, you feel terrible. You feel absolutely terrible. So, yeah, I got a great quality of life. Why would I screw that up, you know? The capital markets are a stress-inducing machine, okay? They create stress for everybody. So how do you avoid stress in the capital markets? You minimize your risk, right? Now, I didn't say eliminate your risk. You could eliminate your risk. You could just put all your money in the bank, and you would have eliminated your risk. But you want to get some returns because the bank doesn't really give you any returns, so maybe you put your money in an S&P 500 index fund. And that returns about 8 to 10% a year, except over the last six months when it's down 20% and you're shitting your pants. Okay, so it's like there's no easy answer. And you can say, oh, I'm going to add some bonds to this portfolio and sort of like take the risk down on the portfolio. But bonds have had the worst year ever. And if you had a portfolio, a 60-40 portfolio, you're down like 15, 17%, shitting your pants. Stress, the capital markets induce stress. So if you want returns, you're going to have to take risk. And if you take risk, you're gonna have stress. So there's no way around it, you're gonna have some stress. Now the goal is to minimize the stress, not eliminate it, but to minimize the stress. So what psychological things can you do to minimize your stress? Well. One thing that I found that is helpful is to minimize your information intake because information stresses you out. I'm talking about news, I'm talking about charts, I'm talking about TV, I'm talking about radio. Some people, they plunge themselves into the middle of this giant information vortex with Twitter and everything else and they just they just absorb all this information and it stresses them out. You know, I mean, go back like 30, 40 years ago and people said, I'm not watching the nightly news anymore. It stresses me out. And that was really the only source of information was the nightly news. I can't I can't watch the TV. It's too depressing. 
right? And here we are today, and we have many more sources of information. You hear it on the radio, you read it about it in the newspapers. It's impossible to escape. Um, this is from my friend Michael Batnick at Ritholtz. He had a piece a couple years ago. He said, if you check your account every day, if you check your account balance, there is a 48% chance that you are going to be down. If you check your account balance once a year, there is only a 26% chance that you're going to be down. So more information is usually bad. Usually is bad. See, because if you're getting this constant negative reinforcement that your account's down, your account's down, your account's down, it's gonna cause you to make a stupid decision. It's gonna cause you to pull your money out and then you stop compounding, right? If you check it once a year or once a month or whatever, that risk goes down. More information is bad, okay? What else can you do? Well, you have to realize that what the market does is entirely out of your control. You have no control over it whatsoever. You cannot make stocks go up with your mind. People do this. People do this all the time. They I, like, like they stress about it and stress about it, and they think that if they stress about it enough, they'll have a positive outcome. You know, can't make the market do anything. You cannot hope or wish it back up. So if the market is telling you to do something, you should probably do it. And what this is all about is control. You see, we don't have control over the market. And human beings, psychologically speaking, don't do well with a loss of control. So we like our environments to be carefully controlled. And a lot of times what happens is, is when you're faced with something that's beyond your control, like the capital markets, you try to control things that you can, okay? And this leads to anxiety disorders like OCD and hoarding and stuff like that. Like that's really what this is, is an attempt to control your environment in the face of something you can't control. So losing control causes us stress. And that is the source of most of the stress in the markets. And like I've said before, the two source of money stress are debt and risk. And everybody experiences it. Poor people experience it. Rich people experience it. We all experience this stress, which comes from debt and risk. And it's entirely within our control. We get to decide how much debt we take on. We get to decide how much risk we take on. We do it to ourselves. And remember, the goal isn't to eliminate stress. The goal is to minimize stress. The fire people don't have any debt stress. They don't have any debt. But they do have a lot of risk stress because they took all their cash and they put it in the stock market and they watch as it rips around three or 4% a day. And they're scared that they won't have enough to retire, especially in the last six months. Everybody's laughing at the fire people now. They've been completely discredited. You know, Mr. Money Mustache, he made his money. He's ran off into the sunset. So yeah, the fire people, you know, no good bag holders. No knowledge of markets or economics, none whatsoever, just nothing but pure ignorance. When it comes to the capital markets, the goal is to make money, right? The goal is to save for retirement. You can't do this without taking some risk. Just don't put it all in the S&P 500, which is what most people do. You're completely undiversified. You say, oh, I'm diversified. I have 500 stocks. No, no, they're all stocks that you're not diversified. Spread it out among asset classes. And yes, I'm talking about the awesome portfolio again, 
What it is is it's 20% cash, stocks, bonds, gold, real estate, 20% each. You rebalance it every year. This is the solution to your problems. It gives you returns pretty close to the stock market with half the risk. The worst year for the awesome portfolio ever in history was down 9%, and that was in 2008. Now, if you want, you can go to the website and go to jaredillionmoney.com and you can look up the awesome portfolio and download it. It costs a couple bucks. And this, I'm telling you, this could change. It could change your investing life because it completely changes the relationship between risk and reward. There is, there's no such thing as a free lunch, but there is this linear combination of asset classes that if you put it together in such a fashion, you can get the returns of almost the stock market with half the risk. Who doesn't want to do that? So check it out. The bear market's been stressing me out. The bull market was stressing me out. Everything stresses me out. What a job this is. I really just, I'd like to write short stories for a living, but you can't make a living writing short stories. So maybe I can be a writing professor and teach writing and write short stories for a living. That's not too stressful. You know, if you ask most people, they will tell you they have stress. And I don't have the most stress in the world. I think I have more than most people, but you know, if you've ever seen that show, My 600 Pound Life, of these super obese people, like they always talk about how stressed out they are and all they do is sit in a room and eat. They, they don't even go outside. Like, I'm like, how can you be stressed? And, and they, they, they really mean it. They're like, I'm so, so stressful. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't get it. So, but we do it to ourselves and all of this stress is self-imposed. It is. So my goal is to get to a point where I am unaffected by market stress, to get to a point where I'm at a place where I can handle it. You think Stan Druckenmiller gets stressed out? Steve Cohen? I think they do a little bit, not as much as me. You know, I think they're, I think they're pretty wired for success. Maybe they do. I don't know. But these guys are pros and they've been doing it for years. That about does it for me. I just want to tell you about some writing projects I've been working on. Uh, I, I just just completed, just finished book proposal for my new personal finance book. So we're going to be selling that over the next couple of months. Hopefully I have a book deal and you'll be hearing more about that. Uh, I'm also working on a book of essays, which I'm about half done. And uh, that I'm going to self-publish, which the good news is, is that I'll get it out pretty fast. But it's a great, it's a great, great book of essays, and it's going to be called Those Bastards. Uh, I'm in a writing class right now. I'm in a fiction class, and I wrote a piece of flash fiction. It was very short, about 300 words. Uh, I sent that to a, a, six journals, I think. And I wrote a short story, which needs a lot of work. But once I'm done with the work on it, I'm going to submit that to some journals, and we'll see. I mean, you know, like I've said, my goal all along has been to get published in one of these journals. So we'll see if it happens. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.